Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Just want to share for a few minutes today on what I started last Sunday night. As we were getting ready for the baptism, I had a five-minute devotion just before we uh, baptized to explain what baptism is. But the word that grabbed my heart is Matthew 28, 18 and 19. Jesus talked to him just before he went back to heaven. He talked to his disciples and said, All authority, this is Matthew 28, 18 and 19. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what jumped out at me, baptizing them in the name, into the name of of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, into the name. So when you're baptised in water, of our God is over you. It's all around you. You're baptised into His name. It is stamped on your heart when you are born again, when you're baptised. The power of the name of Jesus Christ. The power of His awesome name is over our lives. When you're born again, you become a Christian a Christian is one who follows Christ. I-A-N for the suffix means one who. One who is a follower of Jesus or becoming like Jesus. So that's what the name means. Human names. We've all got names. Some of us have got one, two, three. Some of us have got more names. Some of us love our names and some of them hate some of the middle names. We're terrified when someone finds out what our middle name is, hey? Some of us... Took about We were about 12 before we learnt to spell some of our names because they were so long. Some of us even changed our name. When, when, when a marriage happens, often the wife will take on the husband's name. What a powerful expression of love and joining together. Some of us have got nicknames. Wow, now some of those can be very interesting, hey? Some of them at school were very interesting, challenging. Highlighted our physical attributes, we'll put it that way, <laughs> the red hair. Sometimes they can be sarcastic, sometimes plain hurtful, sometimes they can be endearing or expression of love and so names help identify us and when we call out someone's name, often they will, they will respond and in a crowd, if you're in a shopping centre and uh, your son or daughter's gone yell out their name and there's 15 Joshua's come running to you, yes, no, they know your, know their name and they also know your voice. And the Bible says, my sheep hear and know my voice because God calls us by name. So whether you like your name, some people wish they could change their name. But the name helps bring identity and when you've got a name and it's, you've got your signature and everything and your pin number with the bank, your name then gives you authority to access your money. Because sometimes you're going to the bank and you want to take some money out for a family member. They say, have you got authority to do this? So a name re- declares identity and authority. So today I want to look at that a bit in the name of Jesus. So we pray in the name of Jesus. But it, it brings identity, authority. Some people love their name. The good news is that when Jesus comes into our life, He changes us and he gives us a new name. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
What names have you been identified with? For some people, sadly, it's been loser or addict or just someone who gives up all the time. But Jesus brings identity and hope and he brings purpose into our hearts and our lives. Philippians 2, 9 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. Jesus exalted the name of the Lord. God, Jesus' name was exalted because of what he did. He was obedient to death. I love the Passion Version. It says, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. Well, he was already the greatest, but it got multiplied. His greatness. It says, he has now been given the greatest of all names. The name of Jesus is incredible. Why on earth does the enemy try to honour the name of Jesus by people swearing in his name? You ever thought about that? Someone hits their finger and they don't yell out Muhammad or Buddha. They yell out Jesus often in a pain or a blasphemy or as if, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? The enemy tries to dishonor, discredit the name of Jesus because he knows how powerful the name of Jesus and what Jesus has done on the cross and he cancels out sin. And so as believers, we need to live in the power of the name of Jesus Christ and not treat it flippantly, but have a respect and honor because it's the name that is the greatest. It goes on in uh, Philippians 2. 10, it says, the authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Isn't it amazing? You can be talking about God or heart, and when the name of Jesus comes into a conversation, everything starts to shift. They either respond or react. I remember the first time I went to Fiji, and I'm preaching, and I've shared this story before, but it always gets me. Uh, the evangelist was supposed to be preaching. I was doing the pastor's morning teaching and the, the, his plane was late. So two hours before, I'm on the first night with 3,000 people on the soccer field. Never preached in Fiji before. And, and so I preached out of Acts chapter 3 about Peter and John and the man getting healed in the name of Jesus. And I'm reading the scripture. haven't even started preaching yet. And as soon as I mention the name of Jesus, the whole crowd went chaotic. A lady that was obviously involved in demonic witchcraft, she jumped up and started screaming and running all over the crowd. All the Bible college students crash-tackled her at the back and took her out the back and got her delivered. That's the way they did it in Fiji. And I'm trying to preach in the middle of this absolute mayhem. As soon as I mentioned the name of Jesus, everything in heaven and hell just broke loose. Because light and darkness is so real. Where we were in the bush... And it was, as soon as the name of Jesus was mentioned, everything shifted and changed. Now, it's not always that dramatic, but let me tell you, when you speak and pray in the name of Jesus, when you tell people about Jesus and his power to save and heal, every time you mention the name of Jesus, there's something happening in the spirit realm. There's often a clash going on in people's minds. There is a shift in the atmosphere in your household. If you've come from a family where there's not many Christians... And you can talk about, sometimes they'll let you talk about church or they'll let you talk about Jesus, things shift for or against. Because his is the name that's above every name. 
Let's not be ashamed of the name of Jesus or embarrassed by it because it's the power of God to salvation. It goes on and says, everything and everyone will one day submit to this name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm and in the demonic realm. Every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord, Yahweh, bringing glory and honour to God the Father. Now you can see why the enemy tries to discredit his name. That's why he tries to discredit you when you start to get baptised in the name of Jesus. That's why the enemy gets nervous, because every time you speak the name of Jesus, it reminds him of his defeat on the cross and the resurrection. It reminds him, and that's why sometimes you're a bit timid about praying it out. Let the name of Jesus be real. Let it be on your lips. Let it be in your heart. Not as a magic formula, but as a relationship of freedom and grace. The name of Jesus, it's above every other name. It's above the name of sickness. It's above the name of fear and torment and anxiety. It's above the name of all those things. And we need to bring the name of Jesus and its power at work in our praise, our worship. That's why I can't believe sometimes we're singing a song about the name of Jesus and half, some people are half asleep. I'm thinking, God, what do we need to remind us of how powerful is your name? It is awesome, the name of Jesus. So Philippians 2, 9, 11 gives us that. There's seven steps in that exaltation that God gave Jesus after the cross. He exalted him and multiplied his greatness. Number two, he possesses the greatest name of all. Number three, his sovereign authority will cause every knee to bow. Now you look around the world and you think, how on earth is that going to happen? Well, Jesus is able to do it. Because when his name echoes, everything shifts and changes. When it's right time, things change. God decreed that everyone in heaven will bow in worship of the God-man. God decreed that every demonic being will bow to the God-man. God decreed that every tongue will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. And God received the glory and honour of sharing his throne with the God-man. Let's look at just a few of the blessings of knowing the name of Jesus. Number one, there's salvation. Acts 4.12, after Peter and John had prayed for the crippled man, he got healed. They said, how did this happen? Acts 4.12, Peter unashamedly said, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. It's Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. It's not some weird spiritual philosophical, experience it is the name of Jesus that is above every other name John 1 12 says but those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God wow so it was when people embraced and received the power of the name of Jesus says that's when they were given the authority the right the privilege the honour of becoming a Christian belonging to the family of God. Remember, a name gives identity. If you've got a family name, our surname is Davy. And so when someone meets anyone in our family, we know we're connected through blood relationship. It gives an identity, good or bad. Some families are, are well known for 
terrible things and others are well known for good things. The good news is no matter what your family name's been known for, when Jesus comes in the picture, things shift and change. There is a breaking of the old. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old does not have to name you and claim you anymore because in Christ things have shifted and changed. So you don't have to live in debt or poverty anymore. You don't have to live in shame and guilt and crime anymore. You have been set free. You don't have to live in addiction or strongholds anymore because Jesus, the name of the Lord, is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The name of the Lord is greater than any other thing that can try and control us. And we need to live in the power of that so we belong to the family of God. Commentary says, Those who are putting faith into his name, to lay hold of his name means to believe all that he represents and put into practice what he taught in the power of his name. Let's honour the name of Jesus. Let's honour his awesome name. Let's lift him up on high through our prayer and our praise, through our lifestyle. If you name yourself a Christian, well, let's honour him and don't dishonour his name. How many people today aren't Christian because they've seen dishonouring of Jesus through our broken lives? We don't have to be perfect, but let's be honest and real and transparent. And God's grace will flow through your life. He wants to be honoured, not dishonoured. Forgive us, Lord, where we've dishonoured you by our words and our actions and our confusing lifestyle. We name ourselves Christians, say, God, help us to live that out and honour your name. And he sent the Holy Spirit to help us to do that. Romans 10, 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There it is. Call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. So salvation comes from his name. Secondly, healing comes from his name. They're interrogating Peter and John. Says, How does this crippled man get well? By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him as you can all see. Healing in the name of Jesus. Something shifts when you pray in the name of Jesus. I used to pray and hope, now I pray and know. Every time I pray, I know something shifting. Sometimes I see the person healed in front of my eyes. Sometimes I see things shift and attitudes change. Other times I don't see it yet in the natural, but I know in the spiritual something has shifted. Because that's the authority we have in the name of Jesus. God wants you to know, not just hope, but know. We can know in the name of Jesus. That he is our healer. Thirdly, signs and wonders happen when you live in the power of the name of Jesus. Christian life isn't boring. Mark 16, 17, 18 says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in your tongues. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Wow. Now not everyone I've prayed for has got well. Sometimes they've died and gone to heaven. But I've learned that there's God's will, his wisdom, and learning to know his timing. I always say if every older person kept getting healed, no one would ever make it to heaven. We do have a lifespan on this earth. But God wants us to live it out to the best health possible. He wants us to know his grace even through suffering and difficulty. And let's honour his name. But signs and wonders follow the preaching, the teaching, the believing... 
in the name of Jesus. Acts 4.30, it says, Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, this is not just a magic cure, the name of Jesus, just like some people chant out mantras or statements. This is not just a positive mental attitude. This is the power of the name of Jesus. A quick story, Acts 19. There was a great move of God happening. Verse 11, God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Because of this, Paul, people took Paul's handkerchiefs and articles of clothing, even pieces of cloth that had touched his skin, laying on the bodies of the sick and diseases, and demons left them and they were healed. Now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva the high priest, who took it upon themselves to use the name and the authority of Jesus over those who were demonized. They would say, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. That's a dangerous pathway. One day, when they said those words, the demon and the man replied, I know about Jesus and I recognize Paul, but who do you think you are? <laughs> then the demonized man jumped on them and threw them to the ground, beating them mercilessly. He overpowered the seven exorcists until they ran all ran out of the house naked and badly bruised. The moral of the story is make sure you know this Jesus and don't try and use his name as a magic formula. All of the people in Ephesus were awestruck. Great fear fell over the entire city and the authority of the name of Jesus was exalted. Many believers publicly confessed their sins and disclosed their secrets. Large numbers of those who had been practicing magic took all of their books and scrolls of spells and incantations and publicly burned them. When the value of all the books and scrolls were calculated, it all came to several million dollars. It was 50,000 drachma, and a drachma was a day's wage. So you start adding that up conservatively, if you earn $200 a day, that's $10 million. And it was probably more. In today's term. This was a huge event in the middle of the city. Why? Because the name of Jesus was lifted on high and people were scared of playing in the schemes of darkness. I want to say there's a whole lot of people in our city and community aren't scared of playing with it because they don't know the danger that it is. And it's because the church, we haven't lived out the name of Jesus enough to shake the foundation so people know light from darkness. Individually and corporately, and God's going to stir our hearts and show us how to live in His power so light and darkness are shown for what it is in our hospitals, in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our homes. You say, You're a bit fired up. I am because when I speak the name of Jesus, I know the power of it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know what God can do when you honor the name of Jesus Christ. You can speak over your unsaved household. You don't go get up in their face and put your finger in their face. You pray and break it in the heavenlies. You love them in the name of Jesus until the truth starts to break over their lives. The name of Jesus will motivate you to love people because you can't change anything you don't love. You need to love your city and, and not just pray over them in the name of Jesus. You need to love them with all of your heart and then you speak the name of Jesus in his grace and power over their lives. Wow. And it goes on and says, The power of God caused the word to spread and the people were greatly impacted across that whole city and region because there was a battle over the power of the name of Jesus. Wow. 
Jesus, help us. Help us. We don't just want help with freedom of religion. We need a whole lot of Christians that are free to live in the power of the name of Jesus across our nation and things are shifting and changing. That power is based on relationship, not on a formula. Two other quick things. Answers to prayer come in the name of Jesus. John 14, 13, 14. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. This is out of relationship because when you love Jesus, you are led by the Spirit and He will get you praying the things that He wants for His kingdom purposes. They're not selfish pursuits. You've got a, a bad relationship and say, God, get them in Jesus' name. That's not what that's about. That's, God's not going to honor that. Those sort of prayers bounce back and God will get you and start to deal with your heart. Because He loves you and He loves the people. And lastly, there's eternal life. In Jesus' name, Romans 20, 15 says, Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Wow, there are eternal issues. And Jesus wants us to live this life as fully and as wholly as he can in our relationships, in our studies, in our life, in our careers. But it's, there's an eternal perspective. He wants us to not lose. A reminder, one of the Ten Commandments. 20 verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That is irreverently, in false of affirmation or in ways that impugn the character of God. For the Lord will not hold guiltless nor leave unpunished the one who takes his name in vain, disregarding its reverence and its power. Uh-oh. It's a bit of a sobering scripture. We won't stay on that one for too long, but it does. it's worth reading every now and then. Using the name of God in a casual, frivolous way establishes a mindset that diminishes and dishonors the omnipotent God. Using the name of God to manipulate, to deceive or to abuse invites judgment over our souls. Lord, give us mercy over our nation. Our nation needs the mercy of God because of that frivolous attitude towards God. Jesus, help us. There's beautiful names for our God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord heals. Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Come on down, worship team. What about in the Bible, Jesus changed some of their names. Abram became Abraham. What was that about? It was exalted father to become the father of many meant a change of destiny and purpose. God's sons will change the name that you think about yourself or other people see you. You might have been a negative person, but then when you follow Jesus, you become the great encourager. They say, wow, I love being around them. Their name is changed from negative to encourager. How awesome is that? They were, you might have been a, a very selfish person. As Robert Morris said, we're born selfish, but we're born again generous. Your character changes when we meet Jesus. How awesome is that? What about Sarah? She was changed from Sarai to Sarah, princess to mother of nations. Jacob meant deceiver. He got changed to one who struggles and overcomes with God. Simon was a reed and, and uh, easily broken, but he was changed to a stone on which Jesus built the revelation of his church. What names do you allow to identify you? Do you still live under some of those old names of failure or disappointment? Or are you going to live under the names that Jesus gives you of, of 
courage of son and daughter of God, of overcomer, of achiever, of victorious one, of a lover of people. Carry Jesus present wherever you go. You know, in some countries and culture, when you become a Christian, they actually change your name. I go to India and I meet hundreds of Joshua's and Abraham's. They're everywhere in the church. You don't meet any of them outside the church because many of them take on a Christian name when they get saved. I thought, how awesome is that? They don't want to be known by the old name that identified them with something that was broken and idolatrous and evil and dark. They actually take on a new name. We don't have to physically change your name, but we certainly need to change the way we see ourselves and the way we see one another. Wow. The name that's above every name. Last scripture I just want you to meditate on as we come to the end of our service. Hebrews 2, 10 to 12 says, In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Wow, wow, wow. I remember reading that years ago and it just exploded in my heart. I thought, Jesus, you're not ashamed of us, you love us. He loves us outside of Jesus. For God extend His love toward us even more while we were sinners, He died for us. He's not ashamed to call you His brothers and sisters. We are joint heirs with Jesus. The Romans says we are adopted into the family of God. So no matter what you think about adoption, we are all adopted into the family of God. That's a bit of a mindset change for some of us, isn't it? We're adopted into the family of God. And He's our Father. So no matter where you are today, I just feel His calling. Let's stand in His presence. I feel Him just calling us, saying, wow, the name of Jesus. I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praises. Jesus, the name that's above every other name. Jesus. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.